Wisconsin, 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome in to Sports Time. Brighton Brett with you on this Tuesday afternoon in our family leisure studios. And we're with you for the next three hours. A lot to get to. Johnny Hill producing us as always. Brett, how are you this afternoon? Good afternoon, Brian. I'm doing well. And there's a lot of, lot of talk going on. Mm-hmm. And even the talk of Arkansas interested in a return of Bobby Petrino at offensive Whoa. coordinator. Whoa. I have not heard that. That is, yeah. uh, that is interesting. Hey. But even conversation, I, 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 I see various people reporting of Indiana's Yep. Possible interest in Coach Ryan Silverfield. Yeah, no, that is, uh, Brett, it's, it's coaching carousel season. I mean, the time is upon us. And, Buckle uh, up. Yeah, you're right about uh, about uh, the Indiana rumors. Um, with, uh, with Ryan Silverfield, I, I kind of started seeing some people tweeting about it earlier today, and I had to go and kind of look up, okay, where are people getting this information? Um, and I ended up uh, seeing two, uh, I guess, you know, Sources in Indiana to uh, you know websites in Indiana. The first was being was the school uh, journalism, their newspaper, um, their website. Um, the Daily Hoosier had a list of about 24, 25 names of potential um, coaches, and, and Ryan Silverfield was on. Then I said, okay, well uh, that's not much. That's a lot of names on a list. But then. Um, I went over to the 247 page um, for Indiana, and they have their hot board um, for head coaching hot board uh, and updated this morning, 1128, um, this morning's update. Um, they said, uh, this was the quote that I took um, from 247, quote, we've added uh, Rod Carey, Chris Creighton, and Mike Hart to the main names on the hot board, and we have moved Justin Fry and Ryan Silverfield back to that list being the main names list. Um, from the other names list. It goes on to talk about a bunch of other coaches that have moved. They've moved around on their hot boards list. Uh, And then uh, a little further down, it says, We have heard that Indiana has started their interview uh, to interview candidates, and the names that have come up for the interviews are Kerry Fry, Jason Candle, Paul Christ, Sean Lewis, Ryan Silverfield. So it sounds like his name is one that is being tossed around. It sounds like he might uh, be interviewed by Indiana for that head coach uh, opening, and, and who knows what, what comes from it. Yeah, I mentioned yesterday, it, it really feels like yeah. kind of Josh Pashner yeah. a little bit all over again where he has been successful, mm-hmm. but a lot of people still disenchanted. I could understand it yeah. with Josh Pashner coming in on the heels of John Calipari, and sure. I guess also you know a similarity, uh, for sure, of Ryan Superfield coming in after not one but two very successful yep. head coaches for the Tigers football program. I want this at 901-360-8255. Please text us right now, 901-360-8255. You want him to stay or you want him mm. to go? Mm. That's a good question. It's a good question. I think uh, I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, of different 
responses to the text line on that question because, I mean, I think we've been saying it all season. I think this fan base is pretty much divided right down the middle on what they think of Ryan Silverfield. Some of the people are saying, man, this guy has won nine games this year. This team is very successful and they're winning games. He's a good coach. And then there's the other saying, well, you know, all these games have come down to the wire. You had to go to overtime to beat Charlotte. You needed a last second heave to beat North Texas. You know, he's just not bringing the energy and the domination that that was once was here with Norvell and, and with Fuente. And so I, I am interested to see what the text line has to say um, because I just don't know what the uh, the the bulk of the public would would respond if Ryan Silverfield was named the head coach at Indiana. Stay or go at nine zero one three six zero eight two five five. And to the go crowd, who do you want him to be replaced by Oof. with? Oof. Who do you, who 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 do you want? And I, I'll just say out there with Dan Mullen. If Dan Mullen didn't take Syracuse, mm. do you think he's going to take Memphis? Mm. No, no. There's uh, there's no way he would pass on Syracuse and then take Memphis. I, I, I would like to hear somebody tell me differently yeah. that, that, that he would. It, and, you know, this part of the country that he, I guess now, I don't know where he lives after, no, I don't know after Florida, yeah. uh, but after being at Mississippi State. So uh, I would like for people to explain that to me. When, when Josh Pashner left, mm-hmm. Brian, did did you think it was overwhelming go and was relief, kind of good riddance, good, somebody bailed it? Do you, do you think that was the overwhelming sentiment? To me, it seemed like it. Um, me, me too. It, it seemed like a lot of people were, and, and kind of the way I, I feel like the reaction would be with, with uh, Silverfield. Uh, I, I agree. Good. I mean, we, we he moved on before we had to move on from him, and, and maybe you're in a better situation. At least what I saw with with, uh, with Pastner is a lot of people saying, well, maybe he left early enough where you're still in a decent situation where you can go out and, and hire a good coach to kind of get right back to the winning ways. And, and I just, you know, you were right. You said it yesterday um, about those similarities, and there are uh, a lot of similarities between what is what happened with Josh Pastor and what we're seeing happening with Ryan Silverfield. How hard would it if you, okay. Brian Dacus, if you were Ryan Silverfield and you got offered the Indiana job, a job in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. would you take it? I one hundred percent would take it. I would too, and because I would not want to endure another off season and another summer mm-hmm. of a number. Uh, two years, in, I get to that. I get to the number that artificially or in, in reality was beset by people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was reality set by administration, right. but the artificial number of seven. We'll talk eight. Mm-hmm. You're 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 fine. I, I got there. I got through it. I got to nine, and all, all I hear is everybody upset. Uh-huh. I I hear the diehards upset, and if if I could. You know, turn it into a Big Ten job. Uh, thank you very much, Memphis, for my first head coaching mm-hmm. job, and see you when I see you. Mm. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that, and and it just you know it's kind of the same thing that happened to Josh Pastner. Is you can almost you get this new job and your clock resets and you can just start over and and you know figure things out and you're not on that leash um, from the fan base of you've got to reach this many wins, you got to do this, you got to do that, and then when you do that, now you got to do this, and why didn't you do that? And so I. I think he would leave if if he was if that job was presented to him. And so you know the this story went on. I I couldn't see the the whole thing. These were just things.
things I could see that is available to anybody mm-hmm. in the public that went on to, to um, Indiana's 247 site. Uh, but it did say on there that um, this the position could be filled as as early as the end of this week, but it could take longer just trying to get the the uh, the the perfect fit for Indiana. So I mean, this could move very quickly, and and obviously being Tuesday, uh, you know, we we could have an answer one way or the other by you know this weekend or, or the start of next week. And for him, it would be leaving one, I think, basketball school for mm-hmm. another one that oh, clearly absolutely. is a basketball school. Absolutely, don't you think that also. Similar to Josh Pastner leaving, Josh left a basketball school mm-hmm. for Georgia Tech. Yes, that I think of the I'd ah, be pretty close to call it Tech either football or basketball, uh-huh. but Memphis's basketball history sure. far superior to Georgia Tech's. Absolutely, absolutely. Tiger football is superior to Indiana's football history. I don't know if it's far superior, but it's superior. Yeah, I mean you. I mean you a, after you I get do. past, we're in the Big Ten, right? It sure is. Well, and that's what you know. You, you and that's a big to get past. It but. is. It is. And and you look at you know I, I've seen. I think CBS Sports had a ranking of toughest jobs with current openings, and and I've I've seen other people you know talking about this Indiana opening and it's it's a tough job i mean you're immediately going to be at the bottom of the big 10 and now always the been big 10 is from, expanding from lee corso on you, you whoever took yeah. over to indiana mm-hmm. i mean it you know out, outside of you know kind of jazzing up yeah. about playing for the old oak and bucket mm-hmm. man yeah. it, it it's a tough it, slot it's time I mean, you're in bloomington indiana you're not in in one of these big time if tom old, allen couldn't do it yeah man mm-hmm. it, it's hard it's to tough. do it's a tough job you know it's hard to recruit there it's it's hard to get consistent Consistent winning there and ultimate so, basketball state uh, absolutely <laughs> yes not not just school a, a basketball state so you know it's, it's going to be interesting and in, in just the fact that uh that Ryan Silverfield's name is on this list is on multiple lists and multiple people are talking about him being a candidate that you know could possibly get an interview as one of the you know it sounds like one of the main guys they're kind of looking at for this job is interesting and, and what does that mean here for Memphis could that you know uh Turn into something with his contract at Memphis if if he want was not to get that um, that job at Indiana and then what is the reaction there from Memphis fans if if they extend him or or, or something going into next season? If he left, give me who you would make a beeline to if you were oh, Laird man. Veach. I, I couldn't even I couldn't even make a guess. I don't know. I mean, it, when with Laird Veach, it's interesting because I was about to say established head coach, a young up and comer, a coordinator, what? What, what do you think? I, I, I ask all this of uh, yeah. other people. Nine zero one three six zero eight two five five. Let let us know if he if if he left. I, I think Charlie Weiss Jr. should be on some mm, list. That's a that's a really good name. Um, I, I don't know because you know you think back and this would be Laird Veach's first hire for for football and uh and I mean you look back at the last two hires before Silverfield it was both offensive coordinators you know from Power Five schools that you know were looking for that first head coaching opportunity and those both worked out really well. Um, so I would go young. Sure did. That's a great point. Yeah, I would go young. I would maybe. Try Try to get a, a coordinator from one of these P five schools, a young guy that could could come in and, and bring a lot of energy. Uh, I, I would I would maybe go big time offensive, yes, uh, young whiskey. Well, and that's that, that was I think Norvell that would probably be first. I mean, that's both of them were known for offense and and kind of that high flying and fast. And again, offense. 
again, when Ryan Silverfield was hired, uh-huh. there was little to no blowback no, to not it. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, it was so uh, maybe he wasn't des- he mm-hmm. wasn't crafted or or or, or defined as whiz kid. Yes. But there was zero blowback to that. That is absolutely rewriting history. Yeah, no, it's 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 a fact that everybody was on board. I mean, I I remember um, I was with with Go Tigers two four seven when it happened, and I had buddies on the team that were texting me um, the morning that it was going to be announced, saying, "Hey, we're about to go into a meeting. Uh, it's going to be Silverfield." And I remember texting a lot of people, and I remember the immediate response was, "The players want it. He comes from he comes in the system that Norvell's been running. This is a perfect." Higher, they're just going to continue doing what Norvell and, and what Fawcett people were did. proud of. It. People were people were, were people were proud right. that the program had established yes. itself yes. as be, as being able to do that. Here's a head coach that I would if if I were if I were Laird Beach and mm-hmm. I had this opening. I, I I think I said if three times there. Mm-hmm. So if <laughs> if yes. if if you yes. if you don't hear me, if uh-huh. nobody's saying it's done, mm-hmm. if I'd have Rich Rodriguez on the list. Whew. That's a great name. I mean, what he has done first year for Jacksonville State in, in FBS has been unbelievable. And now, because not enough teams were able to, to qualify for bowl eligibility, he's got his team first year in the FBS in a, in a bowl game. That'd be a great hire. Would, would you have Bobby Petrino on it? Yeah, why not? Sure. Got to talk to him, don't I you? I mean, got to. I mean, that's, sure. Why not? What about? I, I love. I, I love that Arkansas. It, it, the reports go. It uh-huh. hadn't been anything official from the athletics department or from from Hunter Yurchek. Uh-huh. But the reports are that they are vetting him. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, ha- how about something novel like a Google search? <laughs> well, hey, you know. How about something novel like walking down the hall and looking in through your old employment files? You know, Brett. How about something really novel like all the stuff that was freedom of information uh-huh. that they blocked uh-huh. and wouldn't let out at the time? Uh-huh. You know, Brett, I'm not super well-versed on how the whole vetting process goes, but those seem like maybe step one and step two. How about a relationship with a guy uh-huh. 54 with somebody 25 yeah. that yeah. was a university employee? Uh-huh. Again, that might be step three. I mean, those seems like the first things you would do. I mean, I don't, I don't think you got to hire uh-huh. Barnaby Jones here no. to do the, the investigation. No, it, 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 absolutely not. Um, I, I'm curious. We, we've gotten some texts um, about everything we've stay been talking about. Uh, some people are saying uh, Memphis couldn't get a better coach, uh, stay. Um, some are saying go. Um, uh, we have one that's just a ploy for a raise. Very well could be. Um, and good for him. And then Yeah, good for him. Uh, and then on the conversation of who, what kind of coach you would go after, um, Keith texts in, uh, and he says, what about Sean Lewis, uh, head coach at, at Kent State, or G.J. Kine, who is the head coach at, at Texas State. Kent, that G.J. Kenny. Kent, Kenny, right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the head Kent coach State? At, yeah. Sean, uh, Sean Lewis at, at Kent State, right? Okay. All right. Or he he was at Kent State, I should say. He's now at Colorado as their offensive coordinator. Okay, because I was going to say, I'm living I think Kent State year. went 1-11 this year. Yes, yes, you're correct. I'm still living when he was the head coach. Okay, okay, um, I'm sorry. No, he's at Colorado now uh, as the offensive coordinator. I think, I mean, I I think 
both of those names are. I don't. I don't knock that. I really names. don't. I mean, what Texas State Thank has done, and, and I, I keep, I kind of kept an eye on on Texas State. I know everyone was kind of big on them at the beginning of the season after they beat Baylor. You, you, you and, crawl from Texas um, State to be oh, coaching Memphis, oh, yeah. don't you? And, and yeah, and, and mm-hmm. I used to play yes. with uh, with with Lincoln Perry, who you know is is a right. running back there. He's been out all season. He tore his ACL. Um, so I've kind of been been following their team and and, and kind of through what he's been posting and stuff. And it seems like. Everyone is fired up to be a part of that that program. What what he has built in this short time, what he's done in the transfer portal. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of energy down there at Texas State. So if that opening was to to, to come open, that's a, a name I would have right at the top of my list. He's a young guy. I mean, this offense runs a runs a really good offense. So. I, that's a name I'd look at. So very interesting. It's interesting, interesting. And, and this is keep keep the text flowing. Yeah, and this is certainly a a conversation that uh, that we'll continue to have, and we'll continue to keep an eye we, on. We didn't make this up out of thin no, blue sky. No, no like I others said, reported it. We're yeah. we're passing it along. Yeah, like I said, I mean, you if you're listening, you can go on to uh, Indiana's two four seven page. I don't know the official name of it, but if you look up Indiana two four seven, it'll be the first one that comes up, and they have their you know whole list of coaches and and uh, and names and updates. They're updating it, I think, once every morning and every afternoon with with news and and things they're hearing. And I think I, I was able to see everything from today and a little bit from yesterday before it was behind a paywall. So you can go over there, but we'll, we'll definitely keep a close eye on this um, as we get closer to the Indiana making a decision, I guess. And if to the 27th million power, if, if, if he, if Ryan Silverfield left, wouldn't that be some accomplishment mm-hmm. for three straight Tigers oh, football yeah. coaches oh, to parlay it into gigantic jobs mm-hmm. when we went forever with maybe, maybe Fred Pancoast leaving Oof. for Vanderbilt yeah. for anybody leaving yeah. for really no, anything you're, better you're, you're absolutely right no it's it's i mean it's good it's it's great it's kind of shown what this program has done um last text before we we got to get to top and not top story um john, john summerall well, that's a, a name that's been out there for a lot of openings in the sec different places we had text in listing his name as a name they'd have as a top their list for for a memphis opening uh that would be great i, I my guess yeah. would be, and and knowing him a little to pretty sure. well, I have not talked to him at all ever right. about right. his future employment. I would think he wouldn't leave Troy mm-hmm. for Memphis. Yes. I think he, when he leaves Troy, he wants to land in the SEC. Yeah, and, and the way you know, like, or, or, or at least Power sure, Five, sure. like Neil Brown did before him for West Virginia. That's just my guess. No, and 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 I was I was just about to say that it seems like with the reporting that has been had about other openings in the SEC at other Power Five places, his name is usually one that is is close to the top of every list. And with what he's done at Troy, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't see him making a move. Um, anywhere else and, and then trying to build for a couple of years or trying to do something for a couple of years before a, a P5 came calling for him. Um, but no, I think there would be a lot of really good names, um, but definitely something to keep an eye on. But let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day. 3.30, 
Dave Ocean, the voice of the Tigers. He'll join us, talk Tiger football and Tiger basketball. A ton to get to after the extremely busy weekend for Tigers athletics with the football team wrapping up the regular season and the basketball team down in the Bahamas for the battle for Atlantis. 345, we'll talk some Grizzlies as uh, their next home game, next game and home game tomorrow night against the Utah Jazz. 4 o'clock, Brent Beard from First Coast News in Jacksonville will join us to talk college football. 4.30, after uh, the completion of another week in the NFL last night, and boy, what a ugly game that was that ended up being kind of fun at the end trying to see how that game was going to end but we'll talk about what we're certain of in both college football and the NFL after another week of action 445 we get the big number of the day five o'clock Bo Marchant will join us to talk NFL 530 we'll get to what's trending and at 545 we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell crunch time let me remind you we're in our family leisure studios where family and fun come together the overstock sale family leisure needs your help to clear out their overstock inventory. Select patio sets up to 50% off. Play gyms under $2,000. Extended sale pricing on all in-stock hot tubs and swim spas and their winter pool closing items now up to 30% off. Pool tables and game room items up to $700 off their in-stock items. And Family Leisure has you covered with saunas, massage chairs, arcades, and theater seating all with free delivery. And the special financing is still available but only at Family Leisure 2120 Witten Road just north of I-40. You know the text number because you're melting it right now. 901-360-8255. We're Sports Time. Johnny Hill, our producer. Bryant Dacus and Brett Norsworthy with you until 6 o'clock. This hour of our show come, is brought to you every day. comes to you every day by... By the great people at Lexus of Memphis, the one and only Lexus dealership in town at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. Happy holidays from everyone at Lexus of Memphis. Give them a call at 901-334-9673. Great offers on the very few remaining 2023s and the 2024s. They've taken over. Always special leasing options. Driving luxury and confidence, knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Stop by today at Lexus of Memphis at 2600. Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2024 flagship LS500 and you'll be looking and driving in style. When you purchase a Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design and they make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, my top story of the day is what we started our show discussing about, and it is the rumors that seem to be true that Ryan Silverfield has at least a name to keep an eye on at Indiana for their head coach opening. I mentioned it earlier that uh, Indiana's 247 page has them as one of the names, one of the, I guess you could say priority names to keep an eye on, on their hot board, and also said that he's a name that they've heard uh is in the conversation for an interview for that job. Now, what does that mean? Does Ryan Silverfield get offered that position? I'm sure he'll take it if he's offered. And and what does that mean for the Tigers? You're again looking for a new head coach. It'd be great to be able to say, hey, look what we did. One of our coaches left here and went to Virginia Tech. One of our coaches left and went to Florida State and is now in the conversation to make uh, a college football playoffs. And our, our, our most recent head coach is now going to be the head coach at Indiana. It'd be great and I think that would be a a great thing to have when you're interviewing potential candidates when you bring guys in when you're looking at guys to go out and hire and you can say look 
we understand what this job is, and, and we understand where it could get you, but let us get you excited about coaching at Memphis. You could use this to go on to great places. I know fans don't want to hear that as this is just a, a stepping stone, and I don't want it to be a stepping stone for a lot of coaches, but it is something that could get coaches intrigued to come here, and then you can try to get them to stay here at Memphis. And, and you know, the text line is... Been bringing a lot of names. I will say Keith has been doing his homework on potential coaches because he's been texting several Thanks, names um, that could replace in some really good, good names to keep an eye on. So uh, I'm not sitting here and saying it's time to look for a new head coach for the Memphis Tigers because I think this is a long way from being done. He's one of many names um, and, and, and very qualified and very good names, I think, um, for that Indiana job. But it is something to keep an eye on um, as we have officially started uh, the coaching carousel season. We have, and it caused the change in the old top story, and sure we, we, we've hit the over already on if. I don't oh, think yeah. we could have said that uh, more times. Yeah. If this occurs, if it doesn't, uh-huh. then Ryan Superfield goes into next year with a, a, another year, another summer Absolutely. of having to hit a number. Yep. And for him, I don't think that would be very comfortable, especially with all the clamor that this year with 9-3 mm-hmm. and three that it brought. But that's my top story as well, this breaking news. And, and again, I think it's flattering. I think this is welcome yeah, at the University of Memphis for so long. You know, let's be honest. The the, the coach was fired, you know, unceremoniously. Mm-hmm. I mean, just you know, really not very flattering. A lot of coaching changes and just kept chugging through coaches. Now hit on Fuente, hit on on Norvell, and it appears you know Big Ten interested. And if yeah. it is a if if it is a ploy to get a raise, I don't blame him yeah. at all. That's life in the big leagues. Right. All this is flattering. Mm-hmm. All this is a really good problem. Not top story of the day. No, you're absolutely right. It's a good problem to have and. And, you know, who knows what we're talking about a week from today. If we're talking about another season, look, let's, let's look at the transfer portal and what is, is Ryan Silverfield going to add? Or are we talking about, hey, it's time to look for a new head coach? My not top story of the day. Brett, it's officially here. There's been a lot of talk about it in the college basketball world, but tonight starts the ACC SEC Challenge, and there are some great games on tap for tonight. Six o'clock, we've got three games. Uh, set to tip off. Number 21, Mississippi State at Georgia Tech. That game on ACC Network. Notre Dame at South Carolina on SEC Network. LSU at Syracuse on ESPN2 at 6.30. 8th-ranked Miami at 12th-ranked Kentucky. That game on ESPN. Also at 6.30, Missouri at Pitt on ESPNU. Then at 8, NC State at Ole Miss on ESPN2. But we'll also have coverage right here on Sports 56. And then to end the night at 8.30, Clemson at number 23, Alabama on ESPN. I'm excited for a lot of these matchups yeah. and some really good uh, games set for tonight, highlighted by that 8 versus 12 Miami and Kentucky tonight on ESPN. And a reminder, coming up in mere minutes, we'll have the voice of the Memphis Tigers, yeah. Dave Wolosian. We'll see what he can let us know, what he could possibly report about this breaking news of potential interest of IU, the Hoosiers, yeah. with Ryan Silverfield. My not top story, there's the clean, easy path for the college football playoff committee. Mm-hmm. Simple. Georgia beats Bama, Michigan beats Iowa, Washington beats Oregon, FSU wins the AAC championship game. Total meeting time should be about 15 seconds, (laughs) and that would be a waste of about 14 seconds if all that occurs. But if it goes haywire, then Georgia, Washington, Florida State could all be out. Georgia could all be out. The SEC could all be out. I don't see any scenario for Ohio State, no matter what happens this weekend, difficult 
uh, for Bama and Texas potentially, and we know who has a priority. We we, we 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 know if it's down to Bama and Texas. Come on, Alabama. Any fair reverse everything, yep. reverse everything, and you you know what everybody oh, yeah. would be advocating. Let's be fair. What Let's not the move field? the goalpost yep. when it when it's maybe a potential to harm mm-hmm. our desires. Brett, you've been talking all college football season about the weekend of of crazy, the 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 weekend of upsets, the weekend of madness. You might get it this weekend with all of these conference championships and what it could mean for the uh, the college football playoffs. It very well could happen Friday and Saturday of this week, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But I'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to our first break of the day. When we come back, we'll talk Tiger football. We'll talk Tiger basketball with the voice of the Tigers, Dave Willotion. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Wow, John, live radio. For Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Let's welcome longtime voice of the Tigers and host of Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings at 10 right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Dave Woloshin to talk Tigers football and basketball with Bryant and Brett. Voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, joins us now to talk Tiger football and Tiger basketball. And Tiger football team wrapped up the regular season Friday morning with a win over Temple in Philadelphia. And Dave, now that the regular season is behind us, what were your overall thoughts on this regular season? And me and Brett are getting the grade book out. Um, but what kind of grade would you give the regular season for the Memphis Tigers? Um, I, I'd give it a B. Okay. Uh, I, I think it give it a strong B. Yeah. Uh, you know, only ten teams in history have won nine games. They have a chance to win a tenth. That would be the fourth team in history over a hundred years of playing football, and albeit not a lot of great years. Obviously, uh, you got to you got to count this as as one of those ten straight years of bowl eligibility. There was that pressure that was on this team, and the teams they lost to the three teams are all top twenty five teams. Yeah. So, I think when you look at all of that, uh, and and there are, I, and I mentioned this on my show today, there are plenty of people that are going, well, you know, the three teams that you played, you could have beaten them, you didn't get that one win, and a lot of people say you should be beating SMU in your own league. Well, to those people, I would say, what, what do you? Because we trace everything back to money in this day and age. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you look at the money, Memphis is the seventh best NIL team in the league. In the league. Wow. Memphis has a budget of somewhere between five and $600,000, because I've included a couple of figures along the way here. Five to 600000 I think is fair. I'll even go on the high side and say six hundred. You know what SMU's NIL money was? It's the best in the league. No. It's $4.4 million. So why, when their quarterback, by the way, is the highest-rated prospect they've ever had in their history. Now, remember, they didn't rate players when they had the Pony Express and they got the death penalty. But they're paying $4.4 million, You're paying 600000 And everybody goes, you should win that game. Why? <laughs> why should you win that game? I think Memphis competing with that team 
shows you that they, they did a lot with what they had, mm-hmm. and that that's if, if you want to make a complaint, then make the complaint that the, the Memphis coach needs to start raising more money for NIL, and I think he is going to in a big way because I think the realization now is you you, you better put money instead of toward facilities, you better put it toward players because look what happened. Look at the Memphis basketball team. Their budget is $2.4 million, and I think that's a team that could be a Sweet 16 team. Yeah. That's the reality of college athletics in this day and age, and I, I think fans need to understand that, and probably those that were donors that didn't like that principle need to accept it because that's really what is going to help your team the most in the long run now. Dave, what do you think the number should be for the Tigers operating NIL budget? Whatever is at the very top of the league. It won't be going for Phil next year because SMU is leaving. If they Aim get for the top. If, mm-hmm. if they get to a Power 5 school, then that's that's, that's the kind of money that they've, they've got the budget for. Uh, and that's, uh, unfortunately, you've really added so much. A coach is now a general manager. Right, he, he, a he's got to raise the money, and then he's got to divvy out the money, and he doesn't have necessarily a salary cap, but he's got to have a budget with which to lay out the money and figure out where it's going to go because you can't pay everybody with a hundred guys on your team. And, and you and you got to keep the locker room dynamic happy. There are reports that this year at Arkansas, one of the things that really helped to undercut in the locker room is the whole team looked at KJ and Rocket Sanders as the only ones getting anything, and and the rest of them were a little irritated. That that's rumor, but that's that, that's what I've heard. Dave, do you think in, in your interview last week, a week ago today, uh, with Richard Smith, do you think that could be the coming attractions? Coming soon from mm. FedEx, from the Smith family. Of hey, we're the NIL budget. Maybe that 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 could be one of the things. But when he said that to me, um, because this was, it, it, as I recall it, Brad, and you know that my recall is not as good as it used to be. But as I recall, I was just throwing out there, and I was going, I understand that this. $50 million donation toward the stadium is is not a guarantee that you're going to get into a Power 5. But it certainly can't hurt. And he goes, oh, we got more tricks up our sleeves in that regard. But That's true. Answer, that was the line of questioning. That's right. So it wasn't the NIL answer, that, that, that he, no. he was going toward. That's correct. No. But I will say this. Other sources have said when the Smiths met with the U of M, I do think there will be more investment in that regard um, come, coming your way. I think Ryan Silverfield understands now his number one priority is to raise budget money for NIL, and I think he's working on it, and I think he's a lot more confident that he'll have a lot more money next year than he did this year. Dave, it, uh, I, I agreed with everything you said in your endorsement of this year and of the schedule and of the opponents and of the wins. I agree with everything. The only thing, and, and I will allow you, we're not, when we do grades tomorrow, we're not going pluses and minuses. Hmm. If you could throw a minus in there, would it be an A minus? Because I'm going to, I think I'm going to give this year an A for Memphis for winning those nine games and not only getting to the number of the summertime uh, reports that he had to get to, but exceeding it. I'll give you, um, no, I'm going to stay with the B. I'm going to stay with okay, the B. Okay, well, you know the team better than I do. 
because you could have won those three games. All three of those games, you didn't get them. If you'd won one of those three, nobody would be complaining. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, a by any professor. It's certainly, it, it, it's certainly a, a solid B. And, and for your argument tomorrow, Brett, when you give out a minus, Oh, I'm gonna give A. It's not gonna be a minus. Right, it's well, gonna be an A. Plus you, minuses. you give out you give out an A and I'm I'm gonna give you some more fuel for that. Not only were they only just the ninth team in history to win or the tenth team in history to win nine games, they're the fourth team in history, just the fourth, to win five road games in a year. They won five games or five wow. and one on the road. The one loss was to Missouri. Dave, you've made your case for A for yourself, baby. Come on a rover. Don't be such a – you you got tenure. You're not going to get fired as a professor. I I may go A. I I, I will say five – for a team that couldn't win a game on the road last year, that lost every close game, this team won a lot of close games, and they won five games on the road. You have to go back to 1938. 2014 and 19, those are the three teams. And, and people, and people said, get the offensive line and the run game better, and he did. Mm-hmm. We had no problem with points. Memphis average <laughs> ended up averaging, I think, it's 39 points a game. Wow. The defense is the issue. Yep. It is an offense. No, you're right about that. It certainly uh, certainly was the defense that got him into trouble this year, talking to Dave Woolocean. Dave, we spent a lot of the first segment talking about it, but um, some reports started coming out earlier this morning uh, that Ryan Silverfield's name has been involved in the coaching search at Indiana. Indiana's 247 uh, site has uh, reported that he's one of the names, one of the top names to watch, and that he is in the group of names that could be getting interviewed this week for Indiana. Have you heard anything uh, around this? And what are your thoughts of of the idea of Silverfield going to Indiana? Well, I I, I think uh, any any coach who's up for an extension loves this. <laughs> That's right. Uh, any agent that represents you would love this. Might even put that out there mm-hmm. uh, to to you know chew on. I, I you know I think for Ryan it's probably a little vindication because. I mean, Ryan has not exactly been totally embraced, let's be honest, by the media, by a lot of the fans. I I mean, nine wins in a year is only the tenth time, as we mentioned. Five wins on the road, a chance to win ten. Only three other Memphis teams have done that. And the coaches are Ralph Hatley, Justin Fuente, and Mike Norvell. I mean, that's pretty historic. And you can make all the arguments, well, they didn't play any, but they played the teams that are in their league. That's right. They're the ones. And, and again, I'll go back to the seventh. Uh, in, in his own league in NIL. I, I, I think it's pretty good, and I don't think he's been embraced. And if he has a chance to go reset the clock in five years, then, you know, if I'm him, I'm thinking about it for sure. I think he really likes Memphis. Um, you know, his his he's not married anymore, so he can pick up his dogs and leave without any problem. He, the only land he owns is on a river in Florida. So, uh, you know, there's no stopping him if, if indeed that was a really uh, attractive offer for mm-hmm. him uh, uh, and I'm him I, I would consider it because you know there's there's a lot of people that were mad Memphis was winning because that meant he was staying right yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, switching gears, talk some basketball after the weekend uh, at the Battle for Atlantis for the Tigers. What were your takeaways uh, winning two games against Michigan and Arkansas then dropping that final game against Villanova? 
you played five pretty good halves. Mm-hmm. You had one bummer of a half that cost you getting into any of the polls. That was just astonishing to me. You know, really, I think if I'd asked either of you guys, and I and I think you're both very knowledgeable, after Memphis beat Michigan and beat Arkansas, I mean, I'm thinking no worse than 23, 24, maybe oh, yeah. as high as 20 to 22 in both polls, and then you just had that stinker of a half. Yeah. Uh, against a very good Villanova team that'll probably end up in the ten, top ten to fifteen when mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, but yeah, you, you hope it's a wake up call because they really did. You know, the th- thing I like the best is they had that double did what twenty one to two run or whatever yeah. it was in the last nine minutes of that game. That showed you that this team will fight. They could have just quit and packed it in. I really believe, and, and and I don't know if they consider like that Arkansas game the way I did. I mean, like when they beat Arkansas, I got look. This is a successful tournament. Who cares? This is what we wanted, right? And if they're thinking along those same way, it, it's real easy not not to play that well in the third game. Three games, three days. I know Villanova had to do it, um, but uh, you know. I think Memphis felt they were taking care of business after those first two. And the thing that worries me a little bit is, Quinterly, if those knees, and I think he was bothered yeah. with that knee, uh, if, if if that's going to be an issue this year, it could be an issue. He is really, really important to setting the pace, to leading this team. And um, if, if he's going to be you know, knee-bothered uh, every, every other game, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, well, get a week off before playing Ole Miss, so maybe some time to to recover um, a little bit with that knee. But, Dave, thanks so much for joining us. We'll do it again next week. You got it. I look forward to it. I look forward to chatting with Brad about coaching carousels. I hear Bobby Petrino is going to end up back in Arkansas. (laughs) Lots of good stuff to chew on tomorrow, Brad. Yeah, it will be, Dave. And I I think I can promise a studio appearance, I think. Oh, wow. Very good. I'm See you tomorrow. Forward. Thank Bye-bye. you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Dave Ocean, the voice of the Tigers, joining us every single Tuesday. You can also hear him every single morning, uh, Wolo and Friends on Sports 56. And and Brett mentioned that, that interview uh, last week with Richard Smith. Uh, if you didn't hear that, you can go to the podcast and find it from last week. I also believe it's in featured audio. You can also hear that uh, interview about FedEx and, and, and what they're doing uh, with the University of Memphis. Would you believe I've got an Indiana source? You know, Brett, I don't put it past <laughs> you, but it does surprise me, yes, a little All bit. Right, to, a, to a person that has great knowledge okay. of all things IU. All right. I, 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 I'll read you the text I sent to him. Do okay. you think the Ryan Silverfield to IU is serious? Hope you're well. Sent back. Trust the 247 folks up there, and they seem to think he's kind of a B-list candidate right yeah. now. Certainly in the mix, but maybe not among the top guys at the moment. Mm. And that's that's kind of what I expected. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at, you know, I didn't go through all the names that they were talking about on their list, but it seemed like there were other candidates that would be in front of him. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me, but, you know, that's he's in the mix. And it sounds like a lot of people up there think he's a name to, to certainly keep an eye on. So definitely something we'll keep um, uh, keeping an eye on. I guess I've said keep an eye on like four times now. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pay attention to this and, and see what comes from it. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk Grizzlies. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. 
for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back in to Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you. Johnny Hill producing as we wrap up our first hour. And Brett, we've talked a lot of Tigers to start the show, Tiger football and Tiger basketball. But we got to talk some Grizzlies. They're off tonight. They were off last night, but back in action tomorrow night at home against the Utah Jazz. As, unfortunately, as we're getting ready to start the month of December, still looking for that first home win of the season. Maybe they can get it tomorrow night against the Jazz. Yeah, Brian, the record does not lie. That's who you are. And unfortunately for us, and I know it irritates Grizzlies fans, Mm -hmm. but even yesterday with DeMichael and and almost any Grizzly subject matter, Mm -hmm. until we change the the story and there's some wins – it, it, it's all negative. I, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, we, I mean, we can't whoop that trigger, wave these towels no. right now at three and thirteen. No, no, you can't. And it's, uh, you know, I've heard. I guess I've seen on on social media people start talking about kind of the energy in the in FedEx Forum has started to shift, and there's not as much um, energy in there. I think it, it goes back to uh, to Anthony Edwards, the, the other team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Anthony Edwards after look you know, when it's quiet enough and, that you can hear Marcus Smart. Yo, Rating his teammates. That's a great point. And it wasn't just I. I saw like there were multiple videos that came out from that one video. I saw or maybe one picture. It was somebody that was sitting like right behind the bench. I was like, okay, they hear everything. And then I think the commercial appeal in one of the stories I think Michael wrote had embedded a tweet from somebody that was like ten rows back, and and they were able to hear it and had a video of it. So you're right. And then Anthony Edwards had a did an interview earlier last week where he said they asked him about playing in Memphis, and he said Memphis. Memphis is electric. The fans are always into it. It's one of my favorite places to play. And then Sunday after the game, he said it was dead and that he didn't know what happened, but he assumed it was because of the the lack of winning, but that he just well, I know felt what different. Yeah. I, I, I know exactly what happened. Over at home, yeah. 3 and 13, or 3 and 12 going into that game, 3 and 13 coming out of it when he made his comments, mm-hmm. his quotes, and our transcendent superstar yep. has jeopardized. The future of this franchise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's one thing after the after another for this team. It, it's more than just Ja. Yes, but he has a gigantic sure. role in this. Sure. If you divvy up the pie chart, the first number in front of Ja has got to be a five, as in fifty percent minimum. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what started this. We can go front office. We can go yeah. Stephen Adams. We can go the litany of injuries. That's all fair. That's mm-hmm. all legitimate. And and I, I don't think Jaw needs to be badgered relentlessly. Sure. But we, we, we can't be naive and think, oh, you know, he, he he's out with a bad knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this is it was it was wholly preventable. Right. No, this isn't this isn't Stephen Adams that is injured and there's nothing you can do about it. This is something that was preventable. And and and, and warned. Yeah, well, and yeah. Not a so, not a first uh, defense. Yeah. And and understood. Mm-hmm. Don't let it happen again, and 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 now we're on the edge with with, with this generation of the Grizzlies. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because, Brian, this is exactly the anatomy of he returns, the rest of the year is the scuffle. There's nothing at all off the court. Everything's right. fine off the court, but just that proverbial, hey, how about a change of scenery? Mm, mm. Well, I am Brett uh... – it's also kind of the thing of when has Ja, I'm obviously still very young, but when has Ja been on the court for 70% of the season before this year? And so you talk about that, but also talk about what we're seeing in this team right now and everybody's saying, well, just wait till Ja gets back. Just wait till Ja gets back. But if I'm looking at past years, I have a pretty good feeling Ja, unfortunately, probably won't be healthy the entire rest of the season when he comes back. That, that's, that's a very fair point, Brian. And when, when he comes back, is it all of a sudden going to be presto changeo of, of him on the ball defender? No. Oh, no, 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 not at all. No, defender. Oh, I hope no. he's been working on that I jump so shot. Too. Oh, yeah. Because a, lot of, the defense. because a lot of nights it looks like Hoyt Wilhelm's knuckleball going up there. Johnny, uh, are you familiar with the uh, – remind me the name again, Brett. Hoyt Wilhelm. Hoyt Wilhelm. Are you familiar with Hoyt Wilhelm, Johnny? I am not familiar. Okay, I didn't think so. Famous knuckleball baseball uh-huh. pitcher okay, okay. who has a distinction. He did something in his very first at bat that he never did again in the rest of his career. What's that? Hit a home run. Oh, really? Really? Can I get a year, a year, and just some Long sort of – Yeah, I was thinking. I didn't think it was any time recent. Yeah. Um, no, but, I mean, it's obviously there's going to be more energy when Ja returns and, and when the suspension is over. But you're right. I mean, there's a lot of other things that go into it. And, and I think the Grizzlies are at a point right now. I, I asked uh, Zach Boyd, who produces the morning mm-hmm. show, works with the, the Grizzlies and their, their radio production, and, and me, him, and, and John Harden were talking earlier today. I, I heard this dialogue. And I did. I asked him, I said, uh, not saying that the, the Grizzlies are there or anything, but at what point do you start talking about tanking? And when does this season become, instead of we're waiting, I, I we're waiting, we're waiting to... I don't, have, I don't think you have to hit the tank button. I think it's going to take care of it on its own. I do agree right. with Brett on that. It, it, I was it looking. Will. Yeah. And, I and, mean, it, uh, unless they've been in tank mode out of the out of the shoot. No, hopefully, hopefully not. But uh, and, 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 I, and I, I'm sorry that this is the subject matter. Yeah. I really am. No, I, I would love nothing more than you know. I my other I'm on ESPN right now looking at the standings, and my other team that I have as one of my selected favorite teams is the Oklahoma City Thunder. One of my friends mm-hmm. work for the Thunder, so I keep an eye on the Thunder. And they got uh, a big one tonight. And yeah, I mean they're right now in terms of the Western Conference, they are in second place in the league. I would love for the Grizzlies to be in second place right now, and us talking about all of the success that they've had to start the season. But we're Oklahoma not City playing Minnesota and a yeah. big one tonight in, one. in the in the NBA group play and. You know, the Grizzlies outside looking in. I've told the story before. In 2010, when Ole Miss opened the season, opening day, losing to Jacksonville State, I told told Gary Darby after we got off the air that day, I said, you know the real bad news of this? We got 11 more weeks. The real bad news of the Grizzlies year, you got December, January, Mm -hmm. February, March, and April. Yeah, and what I can't stop thinking about. This start is the equivalent to losing to Jacksonville State. Yeah, oh, oh, you're you're, you're, no question. And what I can't stop thinking about, I brought this up with with Zach earlier today when I was talking to him, is what DeMichael said to us yesterday when we were talking about 
Grizzlies still looking for that home win, and you look at the slate ahead of them with the home games remaining before the start of January, and none of them are cakewalks. None of them are easy, and and I mean, there's a very real chance that the Grizzlies could start the 2024 calendar year with no home wins, and and that would just be better uh, win tomorrow night. You need to win tomorrow night. I mean, with the with when the we're Jazz, gonna be there with feet on the we wood. We are, we are, and Jazz not a great start to the season for them, so maybe that's a win. But hey, Brett, I will tell you. Now only one team with fewer wins than the Grizzlies after last night. The game That's I it. beamed to, Detroit and Washington. Washington <laughs> won, and so Detroit, only team with less than three wins. We need to have your retina uh. <laughs> examined after having to watch that. Yeah, I might need to. Uh, I might go find an eye doctor or something. But let's go ahead and wrap up this hour, get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk college football with Brent Beard. <laughs> 